The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, that's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the pyramid this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here we have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much. I did not try to fight Cam Cam Newton this weekend. Yeah, you, you came out ahead, and you were and you up there too. That was Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, if I see a six foot five, two hundred fifty pound man with dreadlocks and a and a form fitting hat that's <laughs> around them, um, I think I'm gonna steer clear of that. Yeah, Cam so Newton in the G1 in the comments. <laughs> so yeah. I was talking to. Uh, my brother Daniel, and he—I didn't see who all was, you know, tried to do the jumping of Cam Newton, but uh, he told me that like it was at his seven on seven camp that he's ran for years. Whatever, I was like, okay. So, so it was kids. He's like, yeah, it was kids. Uh, I, from what I could tell, them were no kids. He was out there, one man army, <laughs> standing against five, and stood his own until security showed up to break it up. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, do not run up on like I, we all know, but like just just so p- people to give you a reminder of what Cam Newton is and was, if you will, because he obviously still in shape and he's only 34, 35. No, he'll be thirty three or thirty four, right? Um, Cam Newton won a national championship at Auburn, and he didn't have a single offensive player on his teammate get drafted. I'm going to repeat that. 
Cam Newton at <laughs> Auburn won a national championship, and he didn't have a single offensive teammate get drafted in the NFL. We we are talking about a dude that was in the SEC crushing linebackers, right? Like we're talking about a dude that won the, that won an NFL MVP crushing linebackers. <laughs> like uh, the term "man amongst boys," that kind of applies to Cameron Jarrell Newton, right? Like. He's he first, first the first mistake was think you're gonna run up on an ex NFL dude that's the size of a defensive end. I understand you say oh he had the, you know he wore the two and everything or he had the one or the two and uh he he just, or, sorry he wore one at uh at Auburn he wore two at uh or whatever no he wore two at uh Auburn or one at uh at uh in, in Carolina NFL. like I, I get I get it he's a quarterback is the blah 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 he's just a he, you know no man no man that man is a battering ram. And the reason why he's not in the NFL still to this day is because he was a batter ram for over a decade. And much like running backs, the, the tread of the tires gets real thin and where you start seeing the wires after a while. But don't let you don't let you think that like just because uh he is no longer at his prime as an athlete in the NFL, not it's not thing that he amongst mere mortals <laughs> he will not drag a V. And um yeah, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what they thought they was gonna do, but Cam made sure to like whatever you're gonna try to do, it ain't gonna work because security. Because by the time security get here, I will have thrown some of y'all every some which way about. Y'all might get one or two licks in, but I'm gonna eat it because y'all normal mere mortals and you ain't no 270 pound dude uh, that bench 400 pounds punching me. You just a regular Cam. fucking guy that clocks in and out like everyone else. Shoot Irish whip out here, yeah. on, on these boys, yeah. Funny comments. Um, so, uh, R.I.P. Ole Anderson. Out of all of the races in wrestling, he was up there. But as an all-time hater, Cam Newton, Super New Japan, New Gaijin, New Super Gaijin. Cam Newton dressed like he's out here from Black Saber Junior. Cam Newton is out here dressed like he's ready to sell his opposition. Oh, Money's wow. him. Cam Newton versus Jeff Cobb, four and a half stars. Brew Haven. Cam Newton should take David Finley's spot. Uh, Dan, Cam versus the Bloodline. RJ Stagg. TK was trying to recruit Cam on YouTube in an interview a couple weeks ago. I saw that. I did. Look, six foot five, stereotypically handsome, big, bright smile, very charismatic, great physique. I don't know why WWE or or AEW hasn't tried to get him in. You know, we've talked about it before. It's like they always talk about what they want out of these football like players, and I, I look around and I see all these people that don't make it to the NFL. I'm like, there, there's got to be like a dozen of them just in the state of Florida between every year that don't make it to the league that comes out of Florida, Miami, and Florida State. So I don't I don't get why like they don't just go to every SEC campus for kids that don't that, that look the part but aren't making it to the league and say, come here. I don't get it. But uh, but Cam is like he has a name notoriety of being one of the most famous athletes in the world or in in the country. So you got that, and also he can easily just easily play heel because people hate him. <laughs> people haven't yeah. liked him since 2010. I never got that. Like, bro, I've always liked Cause people Cam. thought because like, people, but people thought he was you know he got he got over on one and the whole thing, and then the Susan Noon thing happened and all that kind of stuff, and you know, tis tis. How how dare these people make money off their name, image, and likeness? Um. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Got to clear something up. So, um, Tunnel Talk, I was made aware 
that none of you have seen the Rocky films. And all I just have is one question for you ladies. Do you want to be on the same side as CM Punk? <laughs> so it's really quite simple. I don't think he's going to sell them on a sports movie. You, you can correct that or you, or you can continue to stand with Phil Brooks. And I know y'all don't want to do that. This is nasty. Just the first thing I, I I thought of, I was like, I I don't I don't associate tunnel talk with with, with Phil Brooks, so I, look, you know you you're you're going to say that or whatever else, but I, I think there are other things politically that they they would stay in line with Phil Brooks, even though he's an <laughs> asshole. So I don't think I don't think it's one of those you know we the, worst, Rocky. The, the worst person you know the worst person you know has uh may, has made a good point or whatever. Uh, or you know, so you can't really be you can't really be using that as a, as a way to influence people in, 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 in trolling them into you know watching movies they don't want to watch. Look, hey. they're they've been around. On Earth I don't for, know if they don't want to watch it. They just ain't we, seen it. We do know they've been. How old are all of them? Don't answer that. How old are all of them? I don't know. They're, they're all of them. They're all of them. All of them are old enough to have known about uh, to be aware of the Rocky movies, and yet they have never had the curiosity to go see them. They ain't finna go watch the movies. I'm telling. you, Maybe they just ain't never thought about it like that. That, oh yeah, they was on the same side as, as CM Punk. So, so ladies, listen to your boy. Y'all decide who you with. Wow. Wow. But um, yeah, compelling argument. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so lots and lots of stuff to get to today, man. Um, we got Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. Yeah, James watched Elimination Chamber. God bless them. I, I, um, I look. I also watched. Uh, I cherry picked parts of New Beginning in Superl. Nice one and two. Uh, we didn't didn't gotta say didn't see too much of night one because the, the, some of the results and some of the decisions and and some of the uh, the reviews I saw it was like I got this is my best show. Sorry, <sighs> night two is where is that though. In the yeah, other car. It was, it was the just, You know, I saw a new beginning. I started seeing them results. I was like, you know what? It's not for me. You know? Um, I saw some of the results. I was like, uh, anniversary show? New Japan Cup? How do you go get, you know, some of the decisions are like, all right, sometimes you got to, you know, get some heat to, you know, get the good upspring. And then I see the layout for for NJ Cup, and I'm like, it, it, it's a real low ceiling. It's a real low ceiling these days. Um, but uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Wrestling Observer Newsletter Award. So, um, overall, when I saw them, you know, how Dave had been talking and some of the kind of general sentiment that was around, one was led to believe this was about to be some WWE sweep job, um, just a complete reshuffling of the of the critical acclaim in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. I gotta so, say, James, m- much in the way of the 2022 primary, <laughs> the red wave did not come. Well, uh, uh, luckily that red is one of the primary curves for WWE. So you actually use that, and also you know they're political, ladies, um, <laughs> but. Um, I was unaware of how people were handicapping this race or the narrative around uh, these awards. So 
was it was it just mostly Meltzer like when he does it, you know, the, the normal handicapping of his awards and then people, you know, basically be like, whatever, whatever, Dave, we're going to vote for whatever we vote for. Was it one of those? Because, you know, he does that. that hand, where he can say, like, from where his perspective is on it, he'll he talks about he kind of previews the awards. He talks about it like with Garrett and right, and with right. Ryan and all that stuff. Right. And, so it, it, was it that or was it just more that was it just basically like, you know, looking online and people being like, yeah, you know, it's. It's it tied his turn, even though every single year the people that will say that kind of thing, which sounds weird, why they would say this thing, have for years said this thing was bought and paid for by Tony Khan and Dave Meltzer in cahoots, and never really like, know the, the process that, like, these aren't nominated. This is like the voters fill in who they want, and then Meltzer just tabulates the shit. Every, every time, like, there, there was a lot of, like, AW award wins on here where Dave would just kind of sideswipe a little bit like there's there's something that's changed aw did not even acknowledge most of the awards um this year that they got they ain't won the ones they wanted even look even the ones that they won no but you get my point tony Khan loves to run that fucking tweet out of with that picture of him on so he book of the year not this year (laughs) not this year which if you look at like a lot of these awards, like there's there's so much like crossing up of shit that doesn't make sense and um you know, like yeah, best booker, Paul Levesque. And then you look at best show of the year, like you you get like six or seven AEW pay per views on there. Best weekly television show, collision and Dy- or dynamite and collision one and two. Yep. Worst show of the year, like Raw's number two. So like it's all fucking like <laughs> Yeah, but you know <laughs> how that's all mixed right, up. Right. But you know how that is when it comes to WWE when it comes to these worst things that make people lose their minds all the time. It's like, yes, WWE is gonna be worse because more people watch that more than anything else. So when they see the worst thing, or when it's worse, most people are gonna see think of the thing they saw on WWE because more people watch it than anything else. So like that's why you see the split of you know most or best wrestler, worst wrestler best show worst show is always be a huge split it's always happens people always break their brains and try to figure it out it's like nah man it's simple math like we were talking about this uh last week as far as like black wrestling fans most of the fandom for for pro wrestling that are black is going to be in wwe because the history the prestige the the you know 60 year head start and all that kind of stuff like WWE is going to have that for the vote for the fan voting because most people that are going to watch pro wrestling in America are going to watch WWE. I don't um, know. I don't, but, you know, online breaks brains. So, um, Wrestler of the Year Award. Uh, this one uh, actually ended up going to Will Ospreay. That's your Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year. So, that's like, you know, your overall Wrestler of the Year Award. Yep. Uh, and I think that was a, you know, that's why I would have would have voted for uh, was Will. Um, the other argument would have been Cody, and he finished number two. Uh, I, I can't really get you know too upset about about this one at all. MJF finished third, uh, but he's, Will, like, yikes. you know, he's sensational, man. Like, and you know, normally people want to give this to some long reigning world champion or somebody that's a draw, and they just like they don't think about the wrestling aspect of this at all. But right? Will Osprey took. 2023 and shoved that um, up everyone's ass because he did the double dip. Uh, he also got most outstanding wrestler, uh, which was well earned. Um, so like uh, this was this was like I saw Will get both of those and I was like, let's go. Um, this is the third time he's won most outstanding wrestler. 
Um, and his age 30 year was, was quite frankly, absolutely sensational. This is only the third time he's ever won it. Yeah. Who won last year? Uh, most outstanding was Will. <laughs> and he only, he only, other, the only other time he ever won it was 2019. Correct. Huh? Who won in 2022? I'm sorry. 2021 Him. is what I mean. Shingo. Oh yeah. Cause he broke his neck or had a neck injury. That's right. Okay. That's what I'm missing. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, man, I, I can't argue with, with, with any of these. I, I think that's that's awesome for Will. And uh, Cody Rhodes, I think, you know, made a good showing of himself, too. I, I think he's clearly the the biggest star in WWE. Yep. Um, he's the one that's moving the shit forward. He's there um, every he's the one that's there almost every week. Yep. All right. Even even while that being said, um, if he if he wins the title at WrestleMania and hold, and holds that bitch for most of the year, he's gonna he wins. He walks the flare Thez, I think. I think so too. Um, so my question for you is this: Right, I'm looking at number three and four. MJF, um, basically beat uh Roman Reigns by uh less than thirty po- points, right? Yep. And Roman has twenty six more first place votes. Um, it, on your ballot, who who do you have higher? Uh, let me phrase that. If the ballot was as long as it took to get those two on there, who who, who, who was who was higher? I think I would have put uh Roman Reigns higher. Same. Online. That's why I asked because I'm like, yeah, man. Like I know you know. You can say what you want to about Roman not being around, but Roman's lows, even while I hate his matches. And a lot of uh, most people do like the television isn't as like bad and just be like, hey, bro, we want you just all we want you just like go somewhere and, and don't come back. And it's like, oh, you're injured. That's unfortunate. Don't don't rush to come back. Take your time. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's one of those. Danielson at five, a distant five. Mexico is a distant six. Uh, makes me want to go back and see exactly what. Uh, Misco did and CMLO. CMLO had a, you know, has had a bounce back, you know, almost two years at this point, a year and a half. So, and he's been at the forefront of it. Uh, Misco in front of Seth Rollins. Oof, that is. Seth Rollins has had a fake belt all year. Couldn't manage it higher than seventh. Beat everyone on the roster, damn near, except Roman Reigns. And, um, you know, just doesn't finish that much higher than. Tam Nakano, for instance, uh, like <laughs> um, now the 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 part that's funny about Tam is Tam is how many months? At least two. She Shit. missed two. She missed three. Basically three months. She missed the last three months of the year, right? And then and then got you know we're not going to defend the red belt this year. Just, we're, we're just only going to defend the red belt. How many red belt defenses were there before, uh, were there, uh, this year before, uh, before Tam got hurt? There was, uh, the two red, uh, yeah, three from Julia. Um, the double title match, the, and then the, and then the match where she got hurt. I think there were five, there were, I think there were five red belt defenses all year in stardom. That's awful. Obviously, that's a, that's a byproduct of uh, Tam getting hurt to some extent, but it's also like, you know, Ross getting fucked with. Uh, so yeah, man, like that's the kind of year that Tam Nakano had, and she was still, uh, you know, 
competing with Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh, that boy. That boy so, covered in mud. So, so most, most outstanding was uh, second was Brian Danielson. Third, Kenny Omega. Fourth, Zack Sabre Jr. Five, Kento Miyahara. Six, Gunther. Seven, Kazucho Okada. Shingo, Orange Cassidy, and Mike Bailey. Um, lots of great workers there. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we go Where was back Seth and- Rollins? <sighs> Not, uh, he's, what, uh, he's 13th in honorable mention. Competing with the likes of Eddie Kingston. Who had, who missed a bunch of time. Bingo. A bunch of time. Right. Um, also quite telling is I mentioned about the year the stardom had with like just a fuck up at the top of the red belt that like there's not a single stardom wrestler in that they even got close to enough votes to be an honorable mission. Which is sad. After, you know, the last Yeah. What, since two thousand twenty. Sure he put in jail. Yep. Sure he put in jail, Mayu put in jail, Julia put in jail. Honestly, Julia should be on here, but you know, she was a top belt, so people don't look at it that way. Um, whatever. It's, it's, it's sad for me, but, um, yeah, just, uh, MJF front of Seth Rollins. Mm. (laughs) That is funny. Oh man. All right. So, uh, tag team of the year. FTR wins three or, uh, 2031. Excuse me, 2,341 points. Number two, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Three, Bishamon. Four, Takuya Nomura, Fu, Minori Abe. I believe they go by the astronauts. And then number five, the Young Bucks and pretty a pretty down year. And then Aussie Open. This was supposed to be Aussie Open's award um, until they got injured. It would have um, been, yeah. <laughs> it would have been. Besides and, that, you know, then again, you know, it's still, here. then again, it probably it might have still been FTR because they would have been working with him again. Obviously, you know, they worked with each other during the um, uh, the Royal Quest stuff a few years ago. Um, but they would have they would have brought that in again. Uh, so they would have both been up there. I'm just looking at like number two being Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens being like, yo, this was this was a really bad year for Wild Tag Team Wrestling. Like, um, you know, injury bug struck uh struck Anopoi. And, and stardom, uh, and then you look around and you're like, all right, I don't want to mention you got you got the uh, never open weight trios champions of Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii on here. Damian Priest, Finn Balor, they're um they're a good tag team, but they got it late. They were doing the whole you know who's going to screw each other over. They're uh, an honorable mention. I don't call MJF. They're an honorable mention. Um, the Usos who didn't even didn't even tag together this year. I mean, they had the main for five event, minutes on a WrestleMania. Yeah, they they tied together like barely. Yeah, for five um, minutes they're on here. The acclaimed, which is like they were they were trios most of the year. Like I'm not, like, there's no way the trio should be on here. Yeah, catch two two. I think is way too low on this. I agree. Um, Especially given yeah. what they do whenever they get a big opportunity, like the dome uh, last year. Or yeah, last FTR year. with their with their second in a row. All they got to do is win five straight more. All right, I, hey man, I got it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this is what I'll say. Uh, should Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have been in over uh, Bishamon for a second? Uh, they broke him out too quick for me. Tom Bishamon? 
uh, FTR, or excuse me, uh, Owens and Zayn. They broke them up too quick. Right, that's my point. So why uh, is it just WWE advantage? Do you think that's yep. what it is? Because obviously it was a great story that people loved. Or not a great story, but a story people loved. Best on interviews. Number one, Eddie Kingston. Number two, MJF. Uh, Eddie Kingston has won this deal at least... At least twice twice now. Yeah, this is his second win. He won in 2020. MJF won the last two years, and then he takes it back from MJF. MJF number two. Number three, Christian Cage. Four, John Moxley. Five, Cody Rhodes. Six, Danielson. Seven, Osprey. Eight, Punk. Nine, LA Knight. Ten, Don Callis. So, like, if you look at the write-up in this thing, like, Kingston, he talks about, he's a he's an interesting pick in a close race over MJF. And um, I believe he mentioned... Um, LA Knight and it's like LA Knight finished ninth like why are you bringing him up at all like I don't <laughs> I don't get that like but um you know I I think Eddie should have got more opportunity actually and you know he he did you know his thing with MJF really just hogging the mic all year yeah like it's a, it's an indictment MJF finished second on this with all the amount of time he taught he taught more than probably anybody in wrestling except for maybe actually more than Roman Reigns Roman Reigns don't show up that much so yeah he taught more than anybody in pro wrestling this year what I was looking at with MJF like being on so much near the top of some of these awards and then near the top of some of the negative awards as well MJF in 2023 he was a volume shooter oh yeah yeah position is hell yeah like yeah. He was scoring 25 points and taking 35 shots to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. A whole lot of a whole lot of 10 for 25 nights. Yeah. Um promotion of the year. For the first time since the year 2000, WWE won it. What? Excuse me. The first time WWE has ever won it. Are you sure? Because all the other wins were WWF. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're doing. Ha ha. No, I think it's um, I think it's interesting. You know, like I didn't quite see like the fervor that people have when like AEW or New Japan was reeling this off every single year uh, since we started watching Observer when it c- will come out. Like Apparently, talking about how this bond paid for, this bond paid for, but like they win it this year, and like I didn't hear anything about like people being like, oh, having a reconciliation, reconciliation. Like, oh, wait a minute, maybe it's just that like the company got better. And we were lying about it this whole time. Didn't happen. And no people came out. Nobody came out and said. And I, I didn't even see people be like, "Finally, I didn't even see that." That's right. You know, George Bush was in office. You know, <laughs> um, Willennium had just dropped. Willennium. You know, you uh, said two thousand. You said two thousand last time. Yes. I mean. You know, there, Shaq and Kobe there, winning their first title. Well, together. there's another significant marker uh, in the early 2000s of of, of of a time in history. Do tell. Um, it involves planes. God damn it. Um, number two, All Elite Wrestling. Number three, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Number four, CMLL. All the way down to number seven, Stardom. Behind All Japan. Well, All Japan had what? a good year. What the fuck I, I, has happened to stardom? You know what happened to stardom. We we discussed it. We discussed it at times throughout the year. It was like they 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 crashed. They crashed. Barreled ahead through like a year full of booking. 
between like uh, Julia and Mirai and Mina and Tam to get to Yokohama Arena because they because they needed a big main event. So they were like, put Tam and Julia in there, do the title change here as opposed to go through the whole year, the twists and turns of, you know, Mina starting out on her own to do Club Venus, the twists and turns of, you know, the love triangle between um, Nasipoi and Tam and, and Mina. And they just plowed ahead through it and then they got to the rest of the year and they're like, oh, Five titles, five title defenses all year, and for the top belt in the in the promotion. Tons of yeah, in, tons of injuries. The only really, the only really like full fleshed out story that went all the way through that started and ended was like the Oedo tie in in Queen's Quest thing. Looking more at promotion of the year, um, I feel like AEW gave this one away. This wasn't necessarily about what WWE did because we're not talking about how good these shows were. Rich. SummerSlam fucking sucked. Night yeah. two of WrestleMania, they fucking execute Cody Rhodes. Yep. They had some good shows like Backlash and um, the Royal Rumble of 2023, yeah. like in night one of WrestleMania. But yeah. after that, it's pretty dire. Like when you're talking about what's actually on the shows and stuff it, like it, that, well, AEW shot itself in the foot so much with negative press and like the uh, the negativity around the online sentiment swung toward them in a way that just never happened previously. Yeah, and a lot of that was due to like internally, I think, uh, you know, within the fan base, and then you know the normal negativity that's there. So like. Yeah. I, I think that was like, you know, like people just looked at like the television deals they signed or the or the the business metrics, like the press releases for Peacock and stuff like that. But yeah, I mm, there's all, I, I don't there's know, man. There's also the part where they had a baby face that people loved and they had a storyline that people loved and that and when WWE and in most pro wrestling but until we got to, you know, in North America, until we got to AEW. If you have a top storyline on top, the rest of the shit don't matter. You're you're going to be hot if you get people into the top storyline. And um, for WWE, this proves it's still true. And you know they had the Sami Zayn thing that was super hot with with uh the, with the Bloodline. You had the Cody thing that was super hot. Uh, people were people even despite us being like what the fuck, like people were into the or into you know main event Jey Uso. And then it worked. It worked out worse than we even thought it would have. Which is like, should listen to us, but whatever. We got people in the building to see that shit. Um, so yeah, like you know, um, it was, it was a lot of goodwill. A lot strangely. of goodwill. A lot of strangely for the sex trafficking company. Yes, look, lots of goodwill. Look, uh, you also got to know, like WWE has the benefit of the doubt and an easier bar to clear than than everyone else, and we know this. We've always known that. And like when AEW's coming out here and they're doing the st- shit like the devil and like <laughs> and you know stuff that's divide dividing the fan base like and then Kenny Omega's in and out the leader in and out like they're resigning and you know it's it's it was just a weird not a weird year but yeah, it was a weird year this weirdest year they ever had and like that was a, that was a, the consequence and like you look around the world like New Japan where it's like all right. Rebel's gonna be on Sonata on top for f- what seven months out of the year. What the fuck is that? That shit ain't never gonna hit. Like, <laughs> um, right? Like CMLL, CMLL doesn't have the exposure. UFC, UFC is never gonna do well in this because unless you know, unless they're they're like just on fire because this is more of a, a wrestling of uh, uh thing. 
All Japan's too small to ever do anything. Stardom had a shot, but they, they like if this was 2021 or 22 Stardom, they could have won this year. But 2023 Stardom is not 2021 or 22 Stardom, right? They had a they they had the worst year. AEW and Stardom both in 2019 we both started watching them at the same time. 2023 was the worst year for both of them at the same time when they were one and two promotions in the in uh, pro wrestling uh, for the last two years before this. They both fucked it, both of them. Crazy. Um, best weekly TV show number one AEW Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the match is still match even though it, match, even look, yeah the match so still match. Great matches in AEW. Yeah. a lot of them happened on Dynamite. Yeah, uh, number two Collision. Um, really started coming into his own towards the end of the year. You know, CM Punk got him off to a great start. Yeah, I mean, he did, and look, look, look. You can't. I understand everyone. Has mock, rightfully mocked the part where it's like the people that are nostalgic for like this three week sp- or this like five week run of of, uh, of collision that people pine about or whatever else. Uh, he was having three and a quarter matches that that went twenty eight minutes with Ricky Stars that were botching that were horrible. I don't disagree, but my my what I'm saying is like I understand people have that, but it's like when he came in on that first week, and he put an X on that fucking belt, <laughs> he cut that that metal promo. Regardless of whether it pissed you off or you thought it was ingenious or both, it was compelling as hell. Um, and like it was good to see Andrade uh and and thing to be interesting and whatever else. And like they they, they it, it quickly morphed into the Danielson era, and the Danielson era was awesome. Like. There's no reason for me to want to watch that shit, and I end up watching it every other week now. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about wrestling, and, you know, Dynamite had quite an experimental year, I would say. Um, yeah. <laughs> because obviously a lot of that time was monopolized by MJF, but he yeah. couldn't take up the whole show. Right. And like, the Condor the Classic <laughs> saved his promotion. Like, if the Condor the Classic had started up two more months, they, they might have been able to come back in the back door and stole this back. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there was, you know, just too many great matches. Like, yeah, it's the best wrestling show there's ever been. So, in, yeah, um, in in American pro wrestling, absolutely. Number three, SmackDown. Yep. Um, the A show. <laughs> number four, CMLL. Uh, number five, NXT. Six, Raw. That's seven, an, now that's an embarrassment. That is an embarrassment. It obviously it's only uh, it's only six points. But NXT to be in front of Raw when NXT is god awful as as outside of like the branded shows like the Halloween Havocs and the New Year's Evils and the Takeovers uh, level events. Outside of that, that is not a watchable show. Um. So Joe Lanza had a great rant um, behind his paywall about some of Dave's comments here, um, talking about NXT. Uh, so Dave's comments were, you know, AEW captured the award for the fifth straight year, every year of his existence, and by a sizable margin. While Dynamite didn't grow in audience reach this year, while NXT and SmackDown in particular showed great growth, Dynamite usually has more great matches than any of the other shows, and then the balloting, that's going to make a lot of difference. It was notable because SmackDown had the most major league feel, NXT had the best character development, and Raw was the platform where Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins got much stronger. But when it comes to Seth Rollins, or excuse me, when it comes to wrestling matches, traditionally that's what's going to come out here. All this explaining, all this copping please, best character development? No. Come on, man. Come on, man. No. 
Um, like don't worry, don't worry. They have good storylines with the roast, but like, no. Nah. Uh, anyway, uh, so the one thing I want to point out, Raw Hat was the platform. Hold on, SmackDown had the most major league feel. That is true. NXT had the best character development. I'm very dubious on that. Raw was the platform where Cody and Seth got much stronger. Um, Seth Rollins did not get much stronger at all. In fact, he got, if you want to say anything, he's lost power being fucking that, that cup champion over there. So I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, best character development. That's, we're one step away from like Duke the Dumpster Drossy walking in the door. Um, we, we have generic. Italian man with Tony D. Uh, you know, how, how deep is the character of, of the development of Tiffany Stratton? You know, how hey, deep is the character development of niggas redoing Shawn Michaels' angles from the 90s? Like, we didn't see them. Yeah. Just just so deep. Just, maybe just maybe he's doing deep. the Jim Cornette logic of, like, after seven years, like, you can just do the same shit over and over again. <laughs> sure. Because your audience has cycled out in theory, it's like nah, not in WWE when the average fan, the average age of the fan is in their fucking fifties. No. Yeah. Pro wrestling match of the year number one: Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, one four Tokyo Dome. Number two: Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, six twenty five Forbidden Door. Number three: MJF versus Brian Danielson, Revolution. Four: Swerve Strickland versus Adam Page. Um, at full gear, five FTR versus Jay White and Juice Robinson. Six Danielson versus Saber. Seven Kasuko Nakajima versus Kento Miyahara. Eight Will Osprey versus Tessio Naito. Nine Queen's Quest versus Odeo Tai. The cage match. Yep. And number ten Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Um, yeah, I know. Just, just add another match of the year uh, award for both Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. They, they've got several of them, both of those guys. Uh, when they linked up, we knew what it would be. One and two. Yep. Incredible. Nope. Those are two best matches I saw uh, last year, and I still think that Kenny Omega Ospreay in the Tokyo Dome was the best match I've seen so far this decade. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This decade is like... Uh, We're five years in now. <laughs> It's the, uh, actual through this through this awards we're, we're four years in you know you can get diverticulitis you can have knee surgery neck surgery shoulder surgery the end of these years the best bout machine is still there it, it happens you know um will just like this if you look at these awards in total this is like the celebration of Will Ospreay. These awards, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's almost like he's the best wrestler in the world and has been since 2019. Um, Black Saber Junior. That's Kenny's fifth time winning that award, right? Um, I would have to look. You can look. Hold on, let's see real quick. All right, so that would be his. Oh, whoops! I moved me all the way up here. It's his fourth. 
is his fourth. And for Osprey, it will be his third. I was going to say it was at least his second, but yeah, this is his third. His third. Okada got got five of these bitches. (laughs) Uh, The crazy part about it is they're all either uh, they're all either with Tanahashi or Okada. I'm sorry, either Tanahashi, Omega, or Osprey. Um, yeah, it, it's al- it's it's almost like Okada, Omega, and Osprey are you know the three best wrestlers of this era. <laughs> if you, it's, 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 it's it's almost it's almost like that. It's almost like it. It's crazy. And they've all they've all been reunited in all elite wrestling. Yeah. With, with Brian Danielson. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Remember, remember the. Uh, I forgot why I sent you it, but you sent me a picture oh. of two attractive women, two very attractive women, and I sent you back a picture uh, from the '92 Dream Team of Magic Johnson and, and Michael Jordan with their, with their with their gold medals. Like, we gotta find out what the equivalent of like Danielson, Okada, Omega, and Osprey together is. We gotta, we gotta figure out what the fuck that is. Bro, as as a, as a sports picture, it's crazy. Like it's gonna be like the twenty seven Yankees or something some like, like that. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be something like that. Um, so we got the U.S. MVP, uh, U.S. Canada MVP number one, Cody Rhodes. Uh, number two, Brian Danielson. Three, MJF. Four, Roman Reigns. Five, John Moxley. Six, Orange Cassidy. Seven, Kenny Omega. Eight CM Punk, nine Seth Rollins, ten Sami Zayn. Um, CM Punk in front of Seth Rollins is hilarious. CM Punk wrestled how many matches? Even ten. Even wrestled ten. ten. Even wrestled ten. Ten. Right. That's hilarious. Damn Seth. Um, Damn. uh, Danielson missed tons of time. Still got second. Yep. Um. Yeah, this is this is Cody's award. I, I thought his year kind of fell off after SummerSlam. Um, I but, can see that. You know, I think he did enough. Kind of, you know, his whole year changes if there's simple competence of strapping him up at WrestleMania. Right. I, I think that would have been probably the he easy wins thing for Fez if he wins, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing too. Yeah. Japanese MVP one Will Osprey. Two, Kazushi Okada. Three, Tetsuya Naito. Four, Kenzo Miyahara. Five, Yuma Eoagi. Six, Tam Nakano. Seven, Julia. Eight, Sonata. Nine, Kano. Ten, Micah. Rich. So, when you hold the IWGP championship. Seven, eight months. Seven months out the year, right? And then you don't even finish top seven. I don't ever want to hear shit about Sonata, anything near uh, near the world title, how this is the right decision, how this was, you know, just had to be done, the, the year had to, to go the way it went. Right. It had to be him in the in the dome. Right. Absolutely not. I, right. I don't buy it. The receipts, this, this shit does not add up in Tokyo sports. This shit doesn't add up in nope. the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Nope. This shit doesn't add up anywhere you look. It don't add up in Sports stuff. Illustrated whenever that comes out, if it hasn't came out yet. It don't add up on the Forbidden Door card. When nope. he comes in, he's he's the fourth match on the show. Yep. No, it don't. It don't add up. 
you know where it, where it, it adds up in your minds, in your fantasies. That's where this. <laughs> that's where this adds up. Bro. Meanwhile, Will Osprey, you give him the fucking belt that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> And, and he comes out here and cleans up the globe. I I would like to point out that Tam, my beloved Tam and Julia, both finished out in front of the the eighth month, eight seven month reigns of the IWGP champion. While one of them was injured, the other one was basically in in shadow band with that fucking uh, lavender belt. Yeah. Um. Okada and Naito just two and three, just cause they ain't really. You know. Well, I mean, you got well, well, Okada and Naito. You also got to throw in like he had uh, Naito had the Naito won the G one. Yep. He also had to be the person to put over Sonata in the New Japan Cup, and mm-hmm. and he retired Muto's bitch ass. So there's also that he like he could have finished he could have finished second for me. <laughs> why didn't Why didn't uh, Tetsuya Naito try to do the roll call in the dome when he beat Muto? Why do we had to like wait eight extra months for for him to do that? Well, you said eight extra months, Rich. Uh, when we get to Booker of the Year and we see someone's name missing, I'm gonna get to the part where he said, uh, "Why is the reason why we had to drag this shit for four years out?" I had that. I had that saved. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Muto versus Chono had to happen, I guess. Yeah. Look, Okada, hey, look, 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 look. Okada beat the shit out of Kaito Kimi. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I saw a clip of when that man uh, hit him with that rainmaker, lifted him up at the two count, and then uh, before the three count, then whooped his ass some more, and then finally put him away. Bro, uh, that's that one of the best so matches funny. of the year. But boy, they, he, 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 damn Kaito, stand up, stand up, be a man. Mexico MVP, Mexico, moving on. Yep. <laughs> Europe MVP Will Ospreay once again. Number two, Michael Oku, way the fuck back there. By the way, Saber way down there. Uh, yeah. Do you see Pentagon finish fifth? Pentagon finish fifth in Mexico MVP. That's funny, right? Um, non heavyweight MVP El Ijo Del Vikingo. Yep, can't can't hate on that. Uh, I, number look, two. I probably would have went Hiromu, but you know, whatever. Like Vikingo's been, he went nuts last he, year. He like, went every nuts, time we I, but him. I did love uh, Hiromu's, um junior title reign this year. Like it was like, oh, he's figured out how to be a great wrestler without like putting his neck at risk and his shoulder at risk again. So I was like, I really loved his year. I really loved his year. I heard getting Watto over, or how her getting Watto hot in the streets from time from time to time. Like, look, they, him and Desperado was doing was doing God's work <laughs> at times uh, last year in the Junior Division. Women's Wrestling MVP number one Rhea Ripley, number two Julia, three Athena, four Tam Nakano, five Becky Lynch, six Tony Storm, seven Suzu Suzuki, tied for seventh Miyu Yamashita. Nine, Mayu Watani, and ten in jail, Shuri. Yep. Um, this is amazing that they gave a non wrestler uh the women's wrestling MVP. Um, well <laughs> this, and just this, a just an absolutely shameful year for uh women's wrestling. 
worldwide, yeah, when, when Stardom goes down, the only person that really held up their end relative to expectation was Julia, who really should have won this, and Athena, who was actually the best women's wrestler in uh, North America this year. And, you know, Ring Honor is Ring Honor, WWE is WWE. So Rhea Ripley wins the women's wrestling MVP for being a manager in men's matches. Like, if this was 1998, if this was 1998, China would have won that shit too. Instead of, instead of, you know, Aja Kong or Minami Toyota, right? That's what, that's what would have happened. Am I lying? Is that not what, what would have happened? That's it. Yeah. Um, feud of the year. Number one, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline. Get the fuck out of here. Um, number me. two, Adam, Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. That's probably what I would have voted for. Kenzo Miyahara versus Katsuhiko Nakajima. Number four, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. That's what should have won if there was a third match. Adam Page versus John Moxley. Elite versus BCC. Yep. Rocky Romero and Volador. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. That's laughable. That's Cody ridiculous. Rose versus Brock Lesnar. That could have been a worse year. Um, um, MJ versus, versus the Devil is, is even worse. Is even worse that's, candidate that's than uh, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. A lot worse. Um... I, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline, just over Swerve and Heyman, just just no, I just, I just flat reject it. Rich but. over Kenta Miyahara and Nakajima, over Osprey in 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 um in Omega. in Omega, over look, I understand it split votes because they're, they're you're right, Nick, they're five and six, but they're the same they're the same program. Page versus Moxie t- bled into bled into Osprey. I'm sorry, bled into Elite versus BCC. Like they're one and the same. They split votes. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Um, um, that's box office draw. Number one, Roman Reigns. Two, Cody Rhodes. Three, John Cena. Um, and this one wasn't voted on. Dave just kind of gave this shit out. Yeah, that's how he does it now. Or I would now, like someone like to explain years. to me how is Roman Reigns a bigger draw than Cody John- Rhodes? No, no, I will. Uh, no, no. Explain how he's a bigger draw than John Cena. John Cena like shows up and actually like noticeably jumps the numbers. And then well, like think- Roman's on, and then Roman's on shows or not on shows, and it kind of makes no difference about the house or, um, or like the attend or the uh, sorry the viewership from time to time or not or more times than not. Like John Cena actually made difference makes difference every time he shows up. Like Cody Rhodes is like almost like you can point to him and be like he rebuilt. The WWE house show business post pandemic. You can say it's Cody Rhodes. Yeah, you could. I mean, well, I don't know if that boom started before or after the Sammy thing got hot. I'm not sure. But he, but he is definitely like at he is definitely a person that's held it up post Sammy being phased down. Most improved. What the number fuck? one? I just saw this. Julia, <laughs> all right. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Number one, Julia Hart. Don Mysterio's Dom two. That's even worse. Number three, Mar- Mar- Mariah May. Tie for third, Shota Umino. Five, Swerve Strickland. Well, you know how it is. Most improved also it figures it's like the most improved in like basketball sometimes where it's like a third year player was like, oh, they just they got to jump in minutes. Yeah. And like Swerve, he got to jump in minutes. So basically, so the thing for me is like Swerve's jump in minutes should have put him at one for this because obviously he was a guy that was super talented, but like now he's a main eventer. 
And like the right. jump from right. upper or the jump from talented mid carter to upper to main adventure is bigger than Julia Hart going know. from a nobody to I, with a belt that no one really cares about. Dominic to a, a male manager for a, a female manager. Uh, Mariah May going from Gaijin that got a shot to a person that gets pinned a lot, even though she improved a lot technically, like for real technical, like got better in the ring. Umino, Umino, I don't know what to say about Umino because I don't watch enough uh, of the house shows, but like, I like him, but he does I guess have I a look bust at it rate. Differently. I guess I look at it differently. I tend to look at who was like, sorry, and then like turned into something good rather than like, oh, this person's just the same they've always been. And then, you know, increase in minutes, as you say, mm-hmm. um, so that's why I'm, I kind of look funny at seeing like Yoda Suji and Swerve on here. I'm like, yo, they were, they, they had this shit figured out long ago. They just finally had somebody believe in them. Like to me, that's a little, I get you. Like, that's not a skill. Uh, I get you. You know, situation, but, but yeah, Julia Hart at number one. That's just, um, I mean, you um, look at, you look at, uh, Kyle, how about this? Kyle Fletcher, I don't mention it, uh, number 12. And it's like, nah, man, he's been raw for a while, man. I don't, I don't get that. My Sakurai 18, when she still stinks is like, or not stinks, but still mediocre is like, okay, whatever. You like the gimmick. Cool. Yeah. Like you could put the gun brothers on here a little higher. I think they were number 10, right? You are. <sighs> well, this, well, I wouldn't say most improved, but, uh, like, uh, is there a comeback wrestler of the year? <laughs> there is not, I don't think. Because I because Juice would be number one for me, I think, I'd imagine. Yeah, Juice Robinson. Yeah. Because yeah. he, look, when he was at, look, the end of, at that end of, or, um, New Japan run, I was like, bro, he's done. He's cooked. He won't he's retire. And, <laughs> yeah. And he came to AEW, and I was like, bro, what did, what did, why they do that? And he's a valuable guy. You know, minus the, you know, the anti-Semitic, you know, um, roll of quarters or, or, or coins or whatever else. Outside of that, that's not no big thing to just sidestep. But, yeah, like, he, um, he's valuable when he's on TV. Most charismatic, number one, MJF. Two, Roman Reigns. Three, Kento Miyahara. Four, Julia. Five, Cody Rhodes. Six, Eddie Kingston. Seven, Orange Cassidy. Tied for seven, CM Punk. Eight, Swerve Strickland. Nine, L.A. Knight. Ten, Dom Mysterio. I'm sorry. I don't know in what world MJF is more charismatic than Swerve, especially not like in 2023. I this mean, or John Moxley or Christian Cage or Tetsuya Naito or Sami Zayn. Like, say what you want. Roman Reigns like has him people throwing up the ones to be like him in his track suits. Yeah. Um... um Cody I'm never, Rose, I'm never, I'm like never good with the charismatic thing because I'm like, if you if you're talking about a stereotypical charismatic or whatever else, then like Maki Ito should win this shit every single year. But if you're talking <laughs> about like, I don't know how to make people more or less swoon or whatever, so bite, or bite off every action you do. I, I guess MGF does it, but he also like is very polarizing that because he also turns a lot of people off at the same time. So it's like, <clears throat> it, it, it's a. It's a, it's a, he's very volatile. He's very this is his like third time volatile. winning that award. Second, this is third time winning that award. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I would win with Swerve here personally. Like, I don't think. He, <laughs> well, I don't think. Like, I don't think throughout the year he talked enough for that. But, but 
I mean, I think next year, I think this year, I think this year will be that. Like, when he cut that promo about uh, Black History Month, during Black History Month on uh, Collision, that's more of what I want to see out of him, as opposed to just, like, the only time everybody talks is, like, to talk specifically about, like, Adam Page, more or less. (laughs) What I'm saying, like, charisma, like, that can be how somebody walks to the ring. That can be, like, the stuff they wear. Like, that can be just how cool somebody is. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I think also a lot of that also comes down to people break down between charisma and presence and, like, that sort of thing is presence. Like, for example, uh, Yoda Suji's on here, honorable mention, right? He is, he has presence. He is not necessarily charismatic in the way that he talks about. You think so? You think he's Jushin Thunder Liger? Bro, he's charismatic as fuck. I think he has great presence. I think the I think the he looks the part not more than he actually is the part right now, and I think he'll get better at it over time. Bro, he's a no brainer. Like the smile, the gear, the smile the is the part of the presence. The gear is the presence. That's not actually like the charisma part. Like, like Eddie that's Kings, why people like uh, him. But that's look. That's part of the presence. Like I and how he holds it together. Like okay, it can't. Do you, you we watch him? You watch Tetsuya Naito. You watch Eddie Kingston. Do you think the same thing or feel the same thing when they're performing? Because I don't. And maybe well, it's also because like I watched him. And maybe it's also because I watched that match, that hair match he just had, and I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, like the second like that man showed up on the scene at Dominion last year, that man hits that damn space flying tiger drop. Yells in the crowd essentially and is like basically like fire up what across from the IWGP champion makes him look like a nothing. Like, yes, that man's charismatic as fuck. Like <laughs> being charismatic uh-huh. compared to not to Sonata is I don't think that's the hard to do. And I don't think you'd think that either. But yeah, man, uh this we're talking about this was a this year or last year award, so maybe he did better than the, what I what I've seen out of him so far this year. Uh, I'm not, I'm not like I'm selling stock on him, but like, I just think that like over time he'll be able to channel it better. Brian Danielson award, best technical wrestler goes to Brian Danielson. This is like his 12th or 13th time winning something like that. Yikes. Is Saber Saber ever going to catch him? Number two. No, Danielson (laughs) have to retire again. Um, <clears throat> Bruiser Brody, uh, Memorial Award, Award Best Brawler. Number one, John Moxley by a wide margin. Number two, Tomohiro Ishii. Three, Adam Page. Four, Eddie Kingston. Five, Gunther. Six, Roosh. Uh, Tie for sixth, Shingo Takagi. Julia, Samoa Joe, Sheamus. Moxley has uh, now won four straight. He's won four straight now. That's kind of crazy. Um, Ishii won. Do you, do you always get brawling from him? Because I don't necessarily feel like he's a brawler necessarily okay. all the by, time. I think by brawling, they mean like go out there and have garbage matches or whatever else outside and outside on the floor. And that, and by American standards, that is a brawler. Because like if I go over here and look at Steve Austin in the mid in the late nineties, he'll be up here too, right? right. Like either him or Foley, so. right? So that's yeah. what they mean by brawling. Like when I think of brawling. I think of someone standing in the paint and then cl- and throwing clubs and all that kind of shit, like like never op- open weight, you know, Ishi Shibata Shingo type of shit, right? Look, I gotta say, Eddie Kingston like had a hell of a year in that case. If, that, if that's what we what, what we're looking at, someone standing in the paint, taking them chops, whooping ass, him or Gunther. 
Um, but Gunther kind of hmm, Gunther yeah, don't I, get enough profile to, to have matches that go off like that. And like hmm. Kingston didn't he missed some time or, or it seemed he was off TV for a while and then he heated back up. But like Moxie's always on TV and he's always has good ass matches. And they're all and he's always gonna have the inside track on Ishii because Ishii like people don't get to see his matches that often or not not that often but like he has a his profile to be able to, for people to see him that vote on this thing is not nearly as big as Moxley's. Um, Hangman getting on there, best brawler. Of course, he has those pair of matches like one with Texas Ford, Def, one yeah. with Moxley, the nasty nasty matches. And uh, he was in Blood and Guts as well, so yep. was Moxley. Um. Hmm. I wish Sheamus was higher, but you know Sheamus doesn't get to you know do his thing. Um, how how could he have been? Who do you who do you want him to jump on this list? I can't think of anything he did outside of WrestleMania though. Right, that's, that's the only thing. Maybe right. like his. I mean, twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. I probably have to go back. He probably was higher. Best flying wrestler, El Hijo del Vikingo. Absolutely, yep. by a wide margin. Yep. Phoenix um, broke up all year, still finished third. Yep. Uh, I, two, I don't know if that's Osprey. actually accurate given that, you know, we don't watch the MLO. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a legacy vote, I, I would say, for, for Phoenix right there. Yeah. Um, four, Masquerade Dorada. Five, Commander. Uh, six, Neon. I don't know who that is. That must be CMLO. Yeah. Uh, why is the Commander on Most Improved? He should be on there. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking now. That I see his name. Maybe he's an honorable mention. Maybe. Um, number eight, Mystico. Mystico, not a flyer like that no more. <laughs> El Phantasmo, Starlight Kid, and then Teton. She'll be flying like that, right? Um, she has a moonsault. Yeah. You know, it's funny. That still means she got a like better votes than Eosha I ever got on this thing, which is nuts. Most overrated. Here we go. Let's do it. Number one, Sonata. Yep. Number two, Roman Reigns. Number three, CM Punk. Number four, Tyrus. Number five, MJF. Six, Austin Theory. Seven, Nia Jax. Eight, Chris Jericho. Nine, LA Knight. 10, Jake Lee. All right. Wow. Bianca Belair, honorable mention at 14. Whatever. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so people um, that voted Yujiro Takahashi, do they know what this award actually is? <laughs> I guess they just want him to go away and die, I guess. All right. Um, Sonata Roma Reigns. I mean, look. When we say most overrated, it's most overpushed. I would argue right. Roman Reigns is overpushed. If you are in the middle of a three and a half, almost four year title reign being pushed like God Almighty that far above everybody else, and th- and you know this is not like you barely get to use them or anything like that. It's like this guy's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not Hulk Hogan. He's not anywhere close to that. Yep, but. He just, you know, this this is how the push he receives. I I would term that overrated. I I again, yeah, it's an overpush or and even by that standard that you just laid out, I still go with Sonata. 
Like we we are talking about. So it, it yeah, was, I agree. It, it, it was sent me off the deep end. Was seeing Jim Valley uh, put out a tweet, and Jim's a very very nice guy. He's been through a lot, and he said that like he thinks that the fans don't get what Sonata's role was, and I was like, yeah, we get the role. He was a seven month transitional champion. That fucking sucks. If you need a transitional champion, it don't need to be for over half a year. That's not a transitional champion. That's just a bad champion. Could have won yesterday. King of Pro Wrestling, Destruction and Bipu, you know, G1 final, like, day, something like that. Fuck. Like, like, you go through his G1 run, it was very pedestrian. Like, uh, you know, obviously he had a match with Hiromu that was really good. I'm, I'm, I'm shortchanging that. It was actually great. Um, but yeah, like, nah, man, like the match with evil, I did no, to get the title red shit sucked. Like, no, yep. this man had no business being a champion for that long and a promotion that literally like, this is the, this is the general, forget the overpush thing. The term overrated. He was the top champion, the main eventer of the promotion for seven months. And the promotion has Tetsuya Naito, or had Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, Will Ospreay and, and Kazushiko Okada. By definition, he's overrated. <laughs> By the very definition. Um, anytime you got Will Ospreay for the entire year of 2023 and he could be your world champion, you just don't got to do that, I guess. I don't, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, Sonata made them a decent amount of money. I don't know. But um, I'll say this: I see nothing that shows that no one, none of those other people, could have made more. Right? Like you say, oh, he made a whole bunch of money. You know what made more money? Haramo versus Naito in the fucking dome. They're never, but they're not. They don't want to do it for some reason. I understand. The, the talk is Haramo never wants to go to heavyweight. Hey man, do you, you want the company? Do you want, want the doors of this company to still be open in five years or not? It's up to you. You want to be a heavy, a, a junior heavyweight champion who's in the middle of a fucking dying, down cycle right now, currently? Is you think this is helping? We'll uh, get to it later. It's a bad <laughs> program. Like, in you know, I'm saying Dr. Larry, why are we blaming him? That's on Gato and Naito for, you know, doing this thing. But Sonata's the guy that ends up in the role. That's who we have to vote for. Right. Like if, um, like, if you watch a movie... Where the main or where the actor is t- saying giving bad dialogue, and then in the edit, the edit keeps the worst like takes or whatever else. We're gonna say that guy's a bad actor. We understand it like yes, there are probably better better uh, scenes or whatever else that are better takes of uh, that w- that were got lost in the wash or whatever else. Nonetheless, we still laughing at him. Sorry. Yep. Um, number three, CM Punk. Um, based on what he produced and the headaches he caused. Good argument for it. Very overrated. Um, MJF, men on the stand, number five. How bad was Tyrus? Jesus. Yeah, Tyrus is. I mean, Tyrus was Tyrus, but. How did um, 61 people vote, vote for Tyrus? How many, I didn't know there were 62 people that were watching NWA. Crazy, um, but yeah, like MJF, this was like I mentioned, volume scoring, um, <laughs> right. and 
you know, every day you'll see on Twitter, you'll see people, I like MJF title Ryan. And then all they'll do is put like four match graphics or whatever. I'm like, as opposed to like, what about all the, I'm like, what about all the fucking hours of television that were what time that was wasting on this man and his promos and his vignettes and all the shit we had to sit through that were not those matches. Forget that part. What about the part where he was a champion the entire year? <laughs> four matches all you got? Yes. Yes. Get the fuck this, out of here, man. It, it, that's acceptable in WWE. It is not acceptable in AEW. The the, Man, the role is different. That's the, the, the top MJF is story. Different. Look, that's the story of MJF and Union. What you just said, James, that's acceptable in WWE. That is not acceptable here. Like that's yeah. that's his entire ethos right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna just jump to the bottom. Jake Lee being here at, for Noah at tw- at with 20 votes at number 10 is astounding. No one people don't. People don't watch that promotion like that for me at 20. And, bro, that man went out there and um, that N1 Osmuto. he had stank. It was stank. Osmuto. He had, like, one match. He had, like, one banger match. The rest was stank. Some of the defense the, the were very hit or miss. I remember the first one he had with Kaito. I was like, bro, are you kidding me? Austin theories on this thing. Yep. He went over John Cena. This is a preview of the WWE 2K rating seg- segment. This man showed up the next year in a video game as a 72 overall. Yeah. Uh, Here's what they think about you. Hey, guess who's going to be here next year? Who? He was on a family tree. Oh, yeah. Solo. Yeah. Bring it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most underrated. Number one, Chad Gable. Number two, Kanosuke Takeshita. Yep. Three, Daniel Garcia. Four, Mike Bailey. Makes sense. He might be one. Of the best, he might be the best wrestler that's not signed to a major. <laughs> Five, Yoda Suji. Six, Ricochet. Seven, Roosh. Eight, Commander. Nine, Britt Baker. Ten, Hangman Page. Um, uh, I mean, given the first what, uh, there was a section of the year where it was like he had to take he went backseat to Omega and the Young Bucks again, and it's like. Texas death or the thing, the time between the Texas deaths is like, why, why does it do go into hiding sometimes? You know, um, so I can see that Chad Gale being number one, like, so we kind of had a conversation about this. I think like Chad Gable, like the way I see people like talking about him, I'm like, he's the same wrestler. He's always been. Yeah, I think people like the goofy character in uh, Alpha Academy. Well, like, there's no, there's like not even any potential there anymore. It's like he's like the WWE John Silver. There's no potential in it because like it's such a com, it's such a low floor comedy thing that's never gonna get anywhere. It's, it's there to pop the crowd and get a reaction, and that's it. Because I'm like, when I look at him as compared to like people would I feel like have futures in, in front of them, like Kanosuke Takeshita or Daniel Garcia. And I see Gable, I'm like most underrated. I'm like, what like what are we supposed to be pushing him as? Like he's already his his uh lot in life has been decided already. Well it's I think it's similar to the Cesaro thing was like Cesaro was winning that shit like every him and Richard were winning that shit like every year in the twenty tens in WWE because like yeah you can put a yeah you can just say this this dude is faded for this but it's like that doesn't mean that this person isn't fucking awesome. He turns 38 next week. Gable? Yeah. Yeah, they fucked around Gable. with him. 
Guess who's going to be on there? Guess who's going to replace Gable in like four years? Who? Tyler Bate. <laughs> well, Tyler Bate's still fucking awesome. And he's going to be, he's going to be doing nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess when I look at underrated, I think of like youth and upside um, that are there, but I just but don't. That, see, that doesn't, see but the I don't think that necessarily you. should. <sighs> I think that's more thinking of it from a, from a GM perspective than a, like just the, it, you know, can you hoop type of situation? Cause like, Mm-hmm. If I need a match with Dan Garcia and Kenny Omega tomorrow, or Dan Garcia and Chad Gable tomorrow, I think I'm going to pick Gable, mm-hmm. or or you know, or Osprey for example. Like I I, I think Gable has a higher ceiling, and it just mm-hmm. well, honestly, Bane has a higher ceiling. Both of me, my but get my point. It's like these motherfuckers ain't being used. It is you know, they just there chilling, and then eventually they get they don't get used enough. You'd be like, can they even still do it? And then you just be like, oh, all right, well. Ricochet, same thing. Like you can vote, keep on for Ricochet for this shit, but it's like now you're basing that on like just what you've seen and like not even what you like are seeing right now. Look, Ricochet is kind of crossing that line, like of like it already happened to Gargano. Same thing. It's like yeah, we know you're still fucking awesome in theory, but we don't even fucking see you be awesome to get a chance to be awesome for five seconds. Like it's over now. Yeah. Um, Shouldn't resign to this company if you want to go out there and ball. This is not a company for balling. This is a company for big stars with big muscles and and handsome looks. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you aren't, if you don't fit that stereotype, know that there's no there's all another alternative for you to go to. And if you don't want to go there, well then I guess be happy with you your own life. I hope you are. You chose. I, yeah, you chose. I feel like yeah, I feel like you left shit on the table. Hey, if you ain't want to do it, whatever. Section here. Um. So someone said Logan Paul should have won. Doc Larry, I absolutely agree. Most underrated, like bro. If they could get him for more dates, they should be pushed. Logan Paul should be near the top of this promotion. They're about to waste. Yes, they're about to waste Logan Paul on Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Yes, I know Randy Orton, legendary wrestler. Blah blah blah. RKO out of nowhere. All right, blah blah blah. It's mid card match. We won't think about the shit twice. Like. But Rich, something like I, I that means something I, with, Rich, with Logan Paul. Think what you just said. We won't think about it twice in a, in, a, in a certain amount of time. We do that with a, with a bunch of Logan Paul matches. Like he fought Seth Rollins last year. Do you remember that fucking match? Other than saying it was cool. Yeah, I, I remember it was at WrestleMania. It was like you know, it was fun. No, it was like a four star match, right, right? But I'm saying like Logan Paul's not here for like the. He's here for to do the cool, the cool AEW match that like people say wouldn't get over in WWE, but like because that dude is an asshole and has a persona, he can do all the AEW shit and like it's it's, Look, it's he's amazing, charisma? he's revolutionary. Where, where was he on the most charismatic list? He should have been on there. He should have been. He should have been. But people don't like him though. It's part of it. It's part of it. They ain't gonna vote for you. Don't like you. I guess. Oh well, unless you see him punk, but whatever. That's, that's some. That's some people don't like it. See him punk. Um. Oh, yeah. We got. Rookie of the year. Now this shit's weird. Um, <laughs> um, number one, Yuma Enzai, all Japan, I believe. Number two, Action Andretti. Uh, number three, Megan Bain. Six Four, years Bol- in. Oleg Bolton. Number five, Kalani Jordan. Six, Oba Femi. He's been working a while, also. Uh, Seven. Quick, quick question. Got to interrupt you. Does Kalani look like look like a Kalani? Yes. Excuse me. Billy Starks, number seven. 
eight, Santana Jackson to Michael Jackson wrestler, I believe. <laughs> Are number you serious? Eight, uh, Futuro. And number 10, Wakana Uehara. The Wakana section. Wow. Stand up. Let's go. Um, I did not watch You Man's Eye, but every time I hear uh, people talk about him, they say nothing but good things. Um, but yeah, uh, back to the Wakana. Wakana, let's go. Um, actually, Andretti, I, I think he had a solid year for you know just a young guy, you know, kind of getting started uh, in this thing. And I think he's been in wrestling for like four years himself. So. Rookie of years always. Hey, uh, you know, uh, just uh, went on Twitter and um, yeah, Kalani Jordan looks like a Kalani. Yeah, 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 yeah. And f- wait, nah, she's probably still. I ain't gonna follow that. Anyway, back to the lecture hand. Um, yeah, uh, Santana Jackson. I. <laughs> that's Have hilarious. you seen Santana Jackson? I've only seen the clips. That's all you need to see. <laughs> we just, this is what we doing now. Clip wrestlers get you on. Clip all wrestling. Right. Yes. All right. Clip wrestling. All right. Moonwalk DDT. That's right. Wow. Best okay. non-wrestler. Number one, Don Callis. Number two, Paul Heyman. Three, Prince Nana. Four, Renee Paquette. Five, RJ City. Tie for fifth, Nick Aldis. Seventh, Nigel McGuinness. Eight, Samantha Irvin. Y'all have to stop this with this Samantha Irvin shit, please. Because he's a real. Um, and, 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 then, and then Nigel McGuinness is a commentator. Why is he getting votes for this? Why is Renee getting votes for this? Right. Because she's 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 uh, the play-by-play. Or not play-by-play, but the interviewer. Um. So this was a robbery right here. I think Don had a very rough second half of the year. I thought it was awesome. The first half of the year had great you know, response from the crowd. And then obviously his feuds fell apart. And, you know, I think Prince Nana just heated up throughout the year. I will never give this award to Paul Heyman uh, again. I just think he's so far removed from his best work. Uh, I think this is Prince Nana all day. Okay. Um, damn so- near single-handedly causing a song to go viral. Damn near uh, him. The alliance with him and Swerve has just been magic. And no one's done for a manager I think in their subsequent unit, what Nana has done, like is Paul Heyman really getting Roman Reigns over at this point? No, like, um, <laughs> it, so, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say like I, I think Nana has just been he should have won this like, and this shouldn't have been close, honestly. Um, so I don't, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I could be talking into Nana. I think the, I think the problem is, uh, well, as far as from an efficiency standpoint, like he should win. Like no one has done more uh to like make a crowd react while doing less than uh than than Nana from the non talk from the non wrestler uh genre of uh, of last year. Uh Callis did a lot of did a lot of emotional work with the with the Omega thing and I think they just hold a date for him because like if not for that, this was not a good year for him. Uh Heyman is always gonna have the, the Heyman vote. He you know he's there just because you know it's a legacy thing, uh, but yeah, I, I, I could be talking to Nana because Nana just, you know, I think that the literally the turning point of a match for me to, is like, yeah, this is a five star match was him doing the fucking dance after screwing Hangman <laughs> after fucking with Hangman, and then he ended up getting dead eyed through a table. Like it's, he's fucking hilarious. Yo, um, best television announcer Excalibur number one, two Ian Rickabone, 
Three, Kevin Kelly. Four, Nigel McGuinness. Five, Chris Charlton. Six, Michael Cole. Seven, Tony Schiavone. Eight, Taz. Nine, Jim Ross. Ten, Jay Church. I have no thoughts on this. Who is voting for Jim Ross in 2003? Who? 2000 what? All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, 2023. Sorry. Who? Like, he... You could, he's... Whatever. I'll move on. Excalibur? Sure. My vote would have been Nigel, because I think Nigel is, like, calling Danielson the match. There's nothing better right now. Um, yeah, so that, that so I'm, I'm fine with that. Excalibur, Ricky Bowen. Look, we, we're in a, we have a really good, like, we have a deep run of, of quality announcers right now in a way that we didn't, you know, six years ago, seven years ago. So... Yeah, I guess I don't pay too much attention to them unless they they do something to like where it like. Unless you're Michael Cole and you call a body slam, I'm Nishinoku driver in the middle of fucking elimination chamber. You know how many times he fucked up moves that were like common ass moves with the more sophisticated moves during the elimination chamber. Now, James, what if I told you Michael Cole wasn't fucking up the moves? He was simply renaming them. <laughs> not fucking the moves up there he's changing the names who told you this uh, are oh, you playing oh okay i want to say this what kind of what kind of new shit is this we're changing the these are we're changing names of the moves that start from 100 years ago and we're changing them why yes. because michael cole said so who the fuck is michael cole to, to be able to do that out of power the authority to do such a thing what because this man used to be in his ear you know, there's been like this Michael Cole, like um, he's so much better this- without without being motherfucked every five seconds by Vincent Man. He's fucking up every bro. Hold on, there's been like this recasting of like who Michael Cole has been for 25 years, like the the Michael Cole uh, Renaissance. Uh, you want to know why people feel this recognition? way? Recognition. I'm like, you want to know why people feel this way? He's a fucking robot, like with no credibility. Right, right, right. You want to know why people feel that way? Because because you hang around WWE long enough and they'll like anything. No, 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 no. Because people know that he produces the network stuff. So like when it was so when it was Nigel or it's I don't uh, know how many people know that. A lot of people know that because it's part of the shows or whatever. So like when it's Mae Young Classic, when it's NXT, when it's NXT UK, when it was the Cruiserweight Classic, whatever else, and it's Daniel and it's uh, Daniel Bryan or whatever else. Like a lot of years ago, and this pe- new this new fan base. Can I finish my ago. point or not? <laughs> All right. So, so many people are like, he's so good at coaching other people how to do these things. So that's why he's so he's really actually good. But Vince, when he's the coach, fucks up the the person that could be executing what the coach envisioned. Was like, nah, bro, that's the case. The coach Billich can get his ass in a three point stance. Don't you think? No, he couldn't. He's he he, he, he couldn't hoop like that. I'm sorry, that's not how that works. Some people can call it. Some people just can't execute the plays. They might have it in their mind to do it, but like when it comes down to it, they fuck it up. And Michael Cole is someone that don't know the moves and then calls the moves and it fucks up the moves. And then and then I'm like, wait a second, did did, did he just call? Uh, wait, what? That that makes no sense. And it, also, you mentioned the no credibility thing for all these years is just lying through his teeth and then faking emotion. There's also that part too. Yeah, worst television announcer number one, Booker T. Um, <laughs> number two, Kevin Patrick. Three, Jim Ross. There we go. Number four, Michael Cole. There it is. Five, Corey Graves. Six, Kevin Kelly. Seven, Chris Jericho. Eight, Matt Stryker. Nine, Vic Joseph. And ten, Tony Schiavone. Damn y'all for putting Tony Schiavone on this. <laughs> it, 
instead of Pat McAfee, who right. is like tr- tragically regressed. Graves, Graves, people do not like Graves, man. Um, he's earned it over these years. All right, so Michael Cole, because uh, I was wa- I didn't watch uh, Limited Chamber until last night. Michael Cole, Becky, Becky Lynch, Exploder Suplex. Cole calls it a fallaway slam. Uh, Naomi does a blockbuster off the top of the pod to live standing on the second rope. Cole calls it a sunset flip powerbomb. New vision. The new Appar- WWE. Apparently so. Apparently so. Uh, McIntyre body slams LA Knight. Cole calls it a Michinoku driver. <laughs> Lashley gives McIntyre a flatliner. Cole calls it an inverted DDT. Absolutely not. Yo, bro, like, nah, man. Cut the shit. I, look, is she in WWE too? She need to go show you that man face. Cut the shit. No. These are not these moves. You just fucking up. Left and right. And there used to be one thing when it was like, oh, a, a, a Michinoku driver, he mistaked it with a blue thunder bomb. Now he's calling fucking body slam Michinoku drivers. I don't I don't recall Pat I'm sorry, Pat McAfee. I don't recall uh, Drew McIntyre leaving his feet. Whatever, man. Um, Booker T, I, I think he he just like he has no idea what's going on. Uh, he doesn't know the storylines. He doesn't know the names of the wrestlers. Eighth line in, yeah. Um, best major wrestling show number one: AEW Revolution. Number two: AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. Number three: AEW All In. Number four: WrestleMania Night One. Number five, AEW All Out. Number six, Stardom All-Star Dream Queendom. Excuse me, Stardom All-Star Queendom. Yokohama. Seven, one four, Wrestle Kingdom. Eight, Keiji Muto's Last Love Tokyo Dome Show. Number nine, AEW Wrestle Dream. Number ten, ROA Supercard of Honor. Yeah, man. Uh, this is a lot of being booked by Tony Khan on this. So, yep. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, yep. uh, a lot of great shows here. Yes. A uh, lot, of, lot of AEW shows. It wouldn't have been my order. I would have probably had All Out up there, but it would have been Revolution and All Out would have been fighting it out, then Forbidden Door, then All In. Um, Amongst AEW. You know, and I didn't love All In like that. Um, they all kind of run together for me right at this point now. Because there were so many fucking AEW shows this year. Or pay-per-views, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm just shocked that like the promotion of the year couldn't get more than one show on here. Yeah, there's that. Uh, there's also the part where like Stardom uh, had the best show in Japan. According to uh, Observer Holders. Look at that. Last year. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rich, you saw Stardom All Star Queen. I mean, you saw Night One of WrestleMania. Which one was better? <laughs> I want to say there was at least five matches. I think on All Star Queendom where I was like, "This is really great." Like, <laughs> right? Like, I think Meltzer gave four matches. I'm sorry, not four. He gave six matches, four and a quarter, <laughs> or better. Like it's one of it's literally one of the greatest shows of all time. Hey. That was the peak. <laughs> yeah, just look, just like uh, just like the giant egg Tokyo Dome in '94, right? That was it. Yeah. 
Um, y'all think you think Stardom will be on her next year? Uh, for best best show. Yeah. Uh, um, I gotta see what new contracts looking like come uh, in the next few weeks. <laughs> you gotta see who's coming, who's going. <laughs> um, but yeah, Revolution was sensational. Yeah. Um, I had that. Uh, Brian Nelson and MJF. I had the Texas Death. I had Elite versus House of Black trios uh, match. Jericho, Ricky Starks, um, a couple other joints too. Uh, remember, a lot of people were saying I was like, you know, contender for best AEW pay per view ever. Yeah. Uh, I would put AEW All Out as well. I, like, do you think was All like, In was actually was actually the third best AEW show this year? No. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Here. But maybe it's because you know, people like that like that maybe more than we did. Maybe if we liked it as much as everyone else did, then it, or remember a lot of people did, then it would have been. You know, higher, but I don't see it. Why? If All In has like one of the five star matches from like All Out, like I think it might have fucked around and won like show of the year just because of the platform, right? Like it was just the biggest show. It's so, a WrestleMania like, factor. Why this vote is that's kind of where I was getting at. Because yeah. um, and also, you know, all these damn AEW shows are still they're all splitting votes from each other too. I think they're actually like I don't think they're splitting votes. I think they're taking up real estate. Like that's what I kind of mean, right? Like Russell Dream has nineteen. Russell Dream. They had the yeah. first swerve in Hangman match, and they had Danielson in in Saber. Christian Darby, right? At the Edge debut. Um, I think there was something else on there too. Right, like, that was uh, an awesome. That, show. That FTR ladder match. Like that yeah. show, that show was awesome. That's what I mean. Nineteen. So, like, are you saying it should not get votes or no? It should no, get no, votes? no. I'm saying like this ain't no regular. Like this ain't no regular. Like ninth best show in a in a wrestling year. Right, right. Like right. in an average year, that might be that's, that's gonna pl- the place you top five. But like the other shit is like ridiculous, and the other shit is also AEW splitting votes. It's like. It's like being Lindell White when uh when you got like in the Heisman vote when you got like Matt Liner and Reggie Bush on your team. <laughs> um Sorry, Thomas Hart. I know you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sorry. <laughs> worst major wrestling show. Here WWE Crown Jewel. How many years um, in a row has that has a Saudi Arabia show won? Good fucking lord. Um Worst Major Wrestling. Not in a row, but it's it's one three of them. At least one, two, three. No, four. This is the fifth one. Jesus. Um, NWA Sam Hain. Yeah. Um, number three, AEW World's End. <clears throat> number four, WWE Fastlane. Fastlane was way worse. <laughs> um, eight, Triple H, Triple Mania, NWA's 75th show. Number seven, WrestleMania Night Two. There it is. But was that actually worse than SummerSlam? Or Absolutely is it not. SummerSlam's like arguably the worst show of the year. Right. Like, is the platform of being WrestleMania is what, what gets it? Yeah. yeah. Um, nine pay, WWE Payback. Yeah, that was bad. All those American pay per views that WWE did that, or B level pay per views that were like in America. Yeah. They all fucking stunk. Yeah. I, I see honorable mission destruction of Ryu Goku. Isn't that uh, isn't that where they did the evil uh, rematch for the title or not rematch for the, t- the title shot? 
I thought that was King of Pro Wrestling. You're right. You're right. You're right. What 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 was Destruction? Look it up quickly. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll talk about SummerSlam. All right, fucking SummerSlam. Like when you get past Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, the rest of that show you can throw in a bin. The <laughs> awful, awful Jay Uso uh, Roman Reigns main event, the Ronda versus Shayna martial arts match or whatever the fuck they did. Um, <laughs> I think did like was like Liv Morgan like involved in that shit like somehow I I don't I re- don't no, she, she wasn't. Um <clears throat> I don't know. It was just a bad show. Uh, yeah. they they went to Blast Saber uh, Jr.'s hometown and disrespected him. Uh Seth and Finn, eh, it was I right, but it wasn't enough to save it. You know? Um Yeah man. Uh I did not like SummerSlam. Like yeah. I I thought they had a chance to try to like do something there and they just didn't um best right, wrestling so maneuver all right destruction okay. and Rio goku the main event was sonata versus evil ah sonata versus evil well look at that the lumber that shitty lumberjack match and then uh you also had the tomatonga versus uh versus uh finley for the for the never yeah yeah i see what they got voted where it got voted yeah okay Best wrestling move, Will Ospreay's Hidden Blade. Love that move. Yeah, but is it actually better than Stormbreaker? I think it is. Stormbreaker, like, just looks funny. It doesn't actually look like it hurts. Like, you just get spun around a little bit, then you fall. But Yeah, but best wrestling maneuver mostly is, like, does it look cool, then does it hurt? Right? I think the hidden blade looks cool because he'll hit it on he'll hit the normal one, he'll hit the one that's like going the wrong way or whatever. I love the hidden blade. Okay. Like I think he I mean no no, I don't know, don't get me wrong, I like it, but it's 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 I don't know, like cause it's weird because like I look at the, I look at one way angel, I'm like, yeah, the V trigger's a better move than the one way angel, are you kidding me? And then like on for hidden blade and stormbreaker, I think think it's like the opposite. Like I think you hit with that stormbreaker your ass is like it's Actually, it's spectacular. Well, not spectacular, but like it's a really cool looking, unique move. Um, See, the only problem yeah. with giving Vikingo best move is like, what move do you narrow it down to? Well, I guess for <laughs> yeah, I guess for him is like it's a it's a, a second rope step up six thirty. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's a that's a pretty cool move. That's a pretty cool fucking move. That's a lot cooler than that's that's cool than even a Stormbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> um, got the buckshot on here. Yep. The Rainmaker got on this thing. How? <laughs> uh, they got Swerve, an honorable mention, JML driver. Yeah. I like the JML driver, but I like the kick more. The house call. I think the kick is more of a... I think the JML driver is more of his, like... The finish. Well, well, they're both finishers in theory, but, like, that's his actual, like, yeah, like, I... I hit you with the I hit you with the with the house call to then get you up and hit the JML driver to, to pin you for the title type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's funny, like Mayu Watani, like they even know how to pronounce it. Like the diving future Ron, future Ron is like it's a reverse Ron, but whatever. Like I know what you mean. <laughs> Most disgusting promotional tactic. Oh boy, let's get it popping. WWE enabling Vince McMahon and him being back in power. TKO keeping him in a position of power. 
Two, WWE continued relationship with Saudi Arabia. Three, NWA cocaine spot on pay-per-view. Four, power slap continuing on after Dana White slapped his wife. Five, AEW signing Ric Flair. Six, AEW uses, Juice Robinson uses roll quarters after the Hamas terrorist attacks and doing an anti-Semitic angle. Seven, TKO ignoring Vince McMahon and Dana White's transa- transgressions. Spin votes. Eight. Colby Covington using the death of Leon Edwards' father to promote a fight. Nine, WWE hiring CM Punk. What? Ten, Sean Strickland openly homophobic comments with no repercussions from UFC or TKO. Six, Adam, or honorable mention, Adam Page drinking Swerve Strickland's blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a promotional tag. That is some shit that happened. And like, same thing for WWE hiring CM Punk. Why would that be a disgusting pr- promotional tactic? I don't... <laughs> I don't know what is what? funny. That's that's a that both of those is like a you you mad. That's funny. I saw that shit. I was screaming. I was like, "Who did this?" More importantly, who did this? And then who are the other thirteen people that did this? Right. <laughs> right. Fourteen of y'all that came all came up with this. God damn! Like like the elite has to be in your username on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. Take it down a notch, Jesus. Um. Yeah, I don't know how you vote for anything but Vince on this. I, I'm sorry, it's just a lot more high stakes. He finna look this this some some shit uh, like uh, adjacent is gonna win next year too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Vince running it up. They need to rename this shit the Vince McMahon <laughs> most disgusting promotional <laughs> tactic. <laughs> Or the WWE most product, most disgusting promotional tactic award. Either I, way, see now you trying to get you trying to get Meltzer in more trouble than he already is in with these, with them people that don't like him because of these awards. You, you trying to run but it up? It doesn't matter. They were somewhat successful in these awards still, and they didn't know how to handle it. They were like, uh, all they wanted to do was was laugh at Tony Khan. No, like you didn't want to celebrate yourself at all. No, nah. all right, yeah. Worst television show. Number one, NWA Power. I don't even know who's fucking voting for this. Like, because it's like, yo, these people, you have to pay a paywall to do that. So you had to buy NWA and then be like, yeah, I also have an Observer subscription, so I'm going to run it up. Yeah. Two, WWE Raw. Three, NXT. Four, With all that great great character development. Yeah, the great character development. Number four, Power Slap. I resent that. I love Power Slap. Power Slap care. fucking suck, man. Stop it. <laughs> I don't care. I loved it. I thought it's it was stupid. great competition. Great competition. You know, like, bro. Battle of Wills. It, was, I never asked. I don't, I don't remember, actually. Was it like the, was it like the NFL like new overtime rules were like, if you knock, you knock someone out on the first lap, do you get a fair up and knock them out? If not, uh, oh, you no, just lose. It's like, yeah, you you just lose. So, like, just, yeah. so literally, it's literally it's sudden death. A sweep, one one zero. It's over. So, like, so you, you wait. So, how do you how do you determine who goes first? Flip a coin. Uh, I, I I think they flip a coin. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> and I, I think they. I think I think the deal is like you win, and then you ask, do you want to go first or do you want to? Who the fuck's deferring? <laughs> No no no. no 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 first. You better go first. Do you see? Do you see the uh, the clip going around uh, of like of Mahomes' face when he saw when he saw that Fred Warner said that they was going that they were going uh, going 
that they wanted the ball first in overtime. Yes. Yes. That's the same face you got to make when you be like when it's when you get, when when you lose a coin toss, you're like fuck him and slap shit at me. He goes, nah, I'll defer. You gonna defer? I'm gonna knock you the fuck out and go home. <laughs> Brewhaven says Rich would have been a just bleed guy if he got into N- MMA. Yeah, when I be seeing MMA, I be like, get y'all ass up off, off, off the ground. I ain't trying to see y'all hug each other all day. Punch somebody. Put them hands up. You know, let's see them feet. That's why. That's called kickboxing, Rich. That's called Muay Thai. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, just watch see, you know, look, I don't want no weight classes in, in UFC either. You know what? That's right. Let's oh, you, you, want, you, you, oh, you just want human cockfighting. Okay, I see. Correct. I see. Uh, okay. Correct. Cool. I want my shit looking like UFC one. You know? <laughs> oh my let's move on. I, I want niggas going in there with geese on. You know? I, I want a four hundred pound nigga versus a, a hundred twenty-five pound nigga like what's up, you know? And you know, that's that's what I want. I I don't. Worst match of the year. Hold on. Uh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Go ahead. <sighs> Number one, Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight. Mm-hmm. Number two. What was, what was the name of that match? The Mountain, Mountain Dew Dark. Dew? Mountain Dew Dark, right? Bro, it was Mountain Dew something. Right. Yes, this this should be changed to the Bray Wyatt Memorial Award. I mean, I, I'm re- the re- pitch re- black match. The pitch black. Uh, that's right. The Mountain Dew pitch black match. Okay. Yeah, man. Tyrus uh, versus EC three. Shane McMahon and Snoop Dogg versus The Miz. Baron Corbin versus Gable Stevenson. Bro, that was awful. Like awful. Yeah, it was awful. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. I remember seeing it at the time. Like, yup, this is the worst match of the year contender. Number six, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Another one. Number seven, Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. I remember that match was like, hold on. What a weird finish. It was like, he was just like beating him on his face with like, I think it was a chain, if I'm not mistaken. And then they just ended the match. And I was like, that's weird. Have here's your two stars. Like <laughs> number eight, Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy. The um, what the fuck is that thing? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre match. I actually didn't see that match. I didn't see it either. I just saw the red line. Like this looks like it's fucking awful. Julia Hart versus Abaddon. <sighs> we got a match. Fucking sucked. Ten. Adam Cole versus MJF. The All In main event. <laughs> Man. <laughs> This should be on there, but it's funny that it is. <laughs> all right, can I can can I get to it now? By all means. All right. Uh, so last year we lost Bray Wyatt, and normally human nature is when uh someone passes, regardless of how uh you feel about them in the public light, you 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 know you omit things, you don't you pull punches, you don't said you don't say how you felt before you found that person's no longer on the same realm as us um but not these fucking voters they said nah man you this match was awful it happened at the beginning of the year your brother came out there from the uh from from the heavens and descended to drop an elbow on a on a crash pad onto somebody he didn't even come close and it was so bad that the camera cut can't even make it look like it came close i think it's i think his uh brother got hurt he may still be hurt Get get well soon, Bo. Yeah, man. Um, 
one of the worst matches of all time to go along with his collection of some of the worst matches of all time. And here with y'all want to go through the catalog of Bray White uh, and his history in uh, his, 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 uh, what do you call it? His treasured history and the Observer worst match of the year uh, oh, category. Uh, he first started and got his first one. Uh, his assault in his on, second, on the record book. Yeah, he, yeah. He 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 first hit the record book kind of like kind of like uh kind of like Pat Mahomes. Uh, within his first year in the company, or within the months of his first year in the company, he got his first one. He got the uh, the cage match with John Cena in two thousand uh fourteen, right after WrestleMania thirty, where he had a little Jeez. kid talk with the voice that sounded like fucking uh, Ole Anderson. R.I.P. Another R.I.P. Um, <laughs> then you get to two thousand seven. Teen, and he has the maggots and bugs on the floor on the projector on the mat at WrestleMania 34. Um, just just horrendous. I'm sorry, 33. I'm sorry, 33. Uh, horrendous. Uh, then you have 2019. You have the the worst Hell in a Cell match of all time, the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins, where the match the ends in no contest because Seth Rollins uses a a sledgehammer to end the match after Bray Wyatt had used a bigger hammer throughout the entire match um, my personal pick for worst match of all of all time that match <sighs> uh and then you have uh the very next year he went back to back kind of like Patrick Mahomes he had the Fiend yeah. versus versus uh versus Braun Strowman and I think was it the swamp match where swamp ended match. where he where the Fiend or or had or whatever a gator had grabbed or some type of creature had grabbed Bray or sorry uh, Braun Strowman and suffocated him in 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 the bayou. Uh, so yeah, man, that's that's five. That I don't know if that's a record. You know, there's been a lot of Undertaker and Kane matches that have fucking sucked over the decades. But uh, that's a strong that that is a strong run for someone that was only you know on the main roster from SummerSlam uh, first match was SummerSlam 2013 to you know being off team for a while with, with whatever and then. Um, finishes finishes on the way out, one out like that. So to commemorate um, Bray Wyatt and his five uh, worst match of the year trophies, I'll present to you <laughs> I, I present to you I present to you a picture of Kobe Bryant with his five Larry O'Brien trophy that he won with the Lakers between 2000 and uh, 2010. Uh, but instead of Kobe Bryant smiling, you have the fiend mask over Bryant's face, over, over uh, Kobe Bryant's face. Uh, sorry for those that uh, are not with us listening uh, or watching for you to stream, but I am describing to you what is happening and, you know, I'm sure this clip will be up, and I'm sure people will be very, very mad that I just detailed his his uh, his prolific run of bad matches, especially post death. But I'm not finna lie; like this dude has some of the worst matches of all time. He uh, he is very creative, he's very charismatic. But when they time when it came for the time for the match, the match, the match is rarely ever matched. In fact, they the opposite of match; they unmatched. Um, and yeah, uh, R.P. Bray White. Your legacy will live on forever. On the WWE, I'm sorry, not WWE Network, no exists anymore. On Peacock. On a tab. If this show ends up canceled, it was worth it for this. (laughs) I don't know, I'll be canceled. I didn't I said he had bad matches. That was true when he's alive. Because he's dead, it doesn't mean it's not true anymore. 
yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you know, Bray Wyatt was a shining star when it came to this uh, category over the years. Um, and it, like, I couldn't think of a more fitting way to, to cap it off. Like, even in even when he's not here with us no more, we gave him one. He gave us one for the road. Right. We can just this, say that. This this reminds me of like um, after uh, Sean Taylor uh, got shot and killed in his house. Like he still got for, he still got all pro like posthumously. This is yeah. kind of the same thing where it's like they they had a banger of of a season of a year of a match, and on the way out it will be commemorated, but. He's no longer he's not he's not there to set, accept the award. It's like the reverse Kazushi Okada, you know, like he has five match of the years, and then Wyatt has five worst match of the years. That's crazy. I never really thought about that. Bray Wyatt, especially given the age, is this tragic? Well, obviously already tragic. Even more tragic. Like we could have seen, we could have seen even worse matches over the years. Like he yeah. could, he hadn't didn't have a chance to top his prior work. It's really a shame. He was, he was cut off in his prime, right? Who know? Who knows? Like where it was headed, right? They say a wrestler's prime is what their late th- their late thirties. He was getting into it, like he was already running up the rings early in the career. So like all right. he had to do was just keep adding on as he declined athletically. Right. Right. Obviously, obviously a different era. His he could be able to extend his career in ways that like his predecessors like the Undertaker. And Kane and cinematic uh, match. You, you, you look, he he got a couple of these off of cinematic matches, right? You know, right? New, innovative, new ways, new, new way, new mediums to do this, new genres of entertainment, right? Um, so yeah, like I don't, I don't know how people, you know, people really do people do this from time to time when like you, when you have a, just a great short run and it's a tragedy cut short. He had a, he had a real shot. There were people who were out here on the street saying he was the worst of all time. You know, at least uh, you know they, they, either you can be remembered for being really great, or you can be remembered, you know, like this. You know, you got uh, look, a choice. No, 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 know. no, no. He was still number one. Correct. It was just a different. It was just what. It just was a negative list. It was like it was literally like, you know. All right, let's move. Like, let's let's move. Like the downward. All right, let's move, let's move. Let's move. Let's <laughs> move. Um. Worst promotion of the year, NWA. I don't even know who watches this shit. I oh. I'll take their word for it. Let's go to f- worst feud of the year: MJF versus the Devil. <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah, pure trash television. Yeah, two Outcasts versus AEW Originals, which we saw nine hundred weeks in a row. Tyrus versus EZ Three. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. This ain't fair. Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland. They didn't even have a match. I think that's a part of it. It was like, well, how many times are we going to do this and not do it? Seven. Evil versus Sonata. Something we, we've seen a million times and it sucked every single one of them. Well, this was the worst. <sighs> Bully Ray versus Scott Demore. I don't they remember that, that even happened. That is sick. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yikes. That lasted more than one pay-per-view cycle. Miro versus CJ Perry. 
Honorable mention, MJF versus Jay White. Callus Family versus Omega and Jericho. It's all about the devil, baby. That's what this that's, that's what this is for me. Yeah. Everything else is small potatoes, seemingly. Don't let MJF book a thing. <laughs> the best booker award won Paul Levesque. Despite having no best show, weekly show, only one of ten spots in show of the year. Two, Tony Khan. Three, Juan Manuel. Four, Shuji Ishikawa. Five, Rossi Ogawa. Six, Gato. Seven, Shawn Michaels. Everything under that doesn't matter. Um, why is Gato? So, why was Gato sixth? Gato was sixth because it was kind of an all-time inept year. Should he be even lower? Why did he? How did he get forty-five votes? That must be the last of the last holdouts of like New Japan is still in the golden era. I mean, the stuff that we were talking about, right? Like, he had a seven-month transitional champion. Like, he built, like, he had a... He built no one. He had a plethora of of young guys that came in and then decided to not put a single one of them over. He had had his two best in-ring performers leaving or seemingly out the door. He did not have them put them, put the guys over. On the way out. Well, he did. He did use one of them to put over David Finley. Okay, fair enough. Sick. But that also that, that you you are correct. That also furthers my point of the ineptitude. Um, yeah, man, he's cooked. And honestly, Time. and I get to that point that I mentioned earlier. Honestly, you can say that he's been cooked ever since he said, "Hey." Let's extend the roll call four fucking years. We can get we can get four more years out of same motherfucker's name in the at the end of the dome, and then it happened. Don't we all feel great right now at this point? Like after Naito beat Sonata um, over the weekend, he did the roll call, and I was like, awesome. It, that's when it dawned on me. Like he delayed it four years for this moment for him to do it at every show now. After beating Sonata, and then and then I'm assuming as a true Genesis he'll do it after he beats <laughs> beats fucking Rinderita or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? What are we doing? What have we done to this once great that promotion? Awful. That is awful, bro. <laughs> He's fucking cooked. And also this year he 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 helped fuck up Stardom and he helped fuck up AEW. Thanks. Um, Tony Khan first year he doesn't win it since 2019. Right. Um, mixed bag. I still yeah. think more good than bad. Yes. Um, but yeah, this almost feels like they should have just rolled this shit over and made next year's worth too. Uh... Nothing Paul Levesque does booking wise impresses me. He's still carrying Vince's shit over. I, look, I, f- I feel like everything when it came to uh, when I reviewed the 2024 Royal Rumble this year, 
everything felt less over than it did last year. Um, what what I would say is uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but like trophy got to be handed out. Sometimes it's a five pound trophy instead of a fifty pound trophy. Yeah, this, this is a big like, trophy. And, and trophy. And look, uh, like, I mean, it, let's not make any mistake. Like Triple H has won this before, and like that too. Was it on sixteen? We won Ryan Ward. Fifteen. Fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. NXT. He did a better job booking that than this. It, it, oh, from what I absolutely. from what I saw of it all year, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Rossi Ogawa, should he even be on here, James? Uh, should it have be, be someone else because they were really booking the promotion? Well, he had, he had most of control. He just got overruled in points, and he's out. So whatever. And what with that being said, still had a better year than Gato. Sickos are really voting for Shawn Michaels on this thing. Um, I don't know, man. All I want to know is what does your IG uh, algorithm look like? Shawn? Oh. No, not him. The people that's voting for him. <laughs> I mean, it looks like Shawn's. <laughs> the fuck you mean? <laughs> uh, promoter of the year, Nick Khan. Even though I don't know if he's necessarily a promoter, but. You signed um, the deals, you promoted. Whatever. I get what you mean, technically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, He's not technically promoter. You're right. Yeah. It should be Triple H should be on there. It, you know, whatever. Um, Two, Tony Khan. Three, Dana White. Yeah. <laughs> no idea who four is. Maybe it's yeah. CMLO. I don't know. Maybe it's Triple Maybe. A. I don't think it's Triple A. Let's go best was there, and worst. Was there, another, was there a fight promotion that blew up that, that I have no idea who Chavo is? I have no idea who that is. I have to look that up. I, I, I have to do that now. I'm, it's out of curiosity. Let's go best and worst gimmick. Let's do these both in one shot. Best gimmick, number one, Tony Storm. Worst gimmick, number one, the devil. Tony um, didn't double up for both? She actually finished third in worst gimmick. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I She's the only one that's done, like, you know, very out there character work. Um, also, James, I'm not seeing, um, best gimmick, like all the character work and shit. Like, I don't see anyone from NXT on here. Yeah. So what the fuck was Dave talking about? All right. All right. So Chavo is CMLO. Okay. I would love for Dave to describe people's gimmicks. He just has like their name, but I would love to hear like what he thinks like their gimmick is. Like, what is Cody Rhodes' gimmick? Like, <laughs> flag-loving nepot- nepotism case? Like, I don't know. You, I, I think you're muted, James. Um, Shock the Bro Chachos didn't do better. I, I thought they might do better but maybe they had such a bad taste uh in people's mouths by the end of it people were like absolutely not worst gimmick the devil no question uh i I think the devil is quite frankly just the lowest of the low um we're gonna look back on that and and i think that's gonna go down as like (laughs) <laughs> so like in the the annals of the whodunits and mystery angles like there's like the black scorpion there's it was me austin 
and there's aces and eights and here's the devil like <laughs> all flavors of trash pick one oh man carney gop candidate cody rose my god um that's funny um yeah but there's a pro wrestling book Rhett last for a world champion i think that is about rick flair Best pro wrestling documentary, Chris and Tammy. Uh, that's Chris Candido and Sonny, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, yeah, but those are the Wrestling Observer Awards. James, you are muted. James is muted, everybody. So while we're here, get your merch, get your merch, donate to the show. Um, like the show, rate the show, five stars, absolutely, and um, you know, keep doing y'all thing out here. Nope, James is still muted on this thing. Uh, I oh, I heard something. Yeah, yeah, we're good. I pressed something on accident, and a wire went loose, and then like it muted you here, and then it's like it stopped recording on my end. So like when we get done recording, I have to like take the audio, rip the audio off of the stream and then slice it in. Ah. Huge pain in the ass. Ah. Yeah. Well, what would you like to talk about next? Well, that one ran a little long. Um, we're a little bit over on A time. little long. We went two hours. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, at this point, you may as well just wrap it up. We're at 12. It's 12.22 right now. Let's do a quick rundown of uh, Revolution. Do you just want to do a second show later in the week? You know what? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. That is not a bad idea. Uh, yeah. So come back later this week. We will do AW Revolution in depth after we see the go home show. Um, And maybe I'll try to find a guest. Oh, also, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, what the fuck are y'all doing? Um, I mean, we. Fuck. Um, no, we, no, we still got time to talk about that later in the week. They ain't got nothing else yeah. going on. We'll get to him. Yeah, we'll don't, get to him. Don't worry. You ain't you, you did you did not escape. Yeah, you did not yeah. escape. To, to paraphrase I, Kenny Omega, no. I think uh, keeping the strong style may be back a day, but they're gonna get him, yeah. and then we'll be back to get him. Yeah. Too. Yeah. What? How that old um, Soldier Boy song go? Shoot! Let me get him. <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh but uh, thanks for listening, y'all. If you are watching um are you listening? No, if you're watching from the stream, go to our podcast, go to our description, and go to the wrestle link and donate there. Uh and listen to other shows on the network. If uh never mind, just listen to other shows on the network. Besides when you're shady besides when it's radio, you have keep it a strong style. You have I almost say Ricky Clive. No, it's not Ricky Clive. You have Tunnel Talk, you have the Trish and Sarah wrestling podcast you have imps wwe adventures you have all things elite did i say keep this strong style already if i did keep this strong style and you have russell and you also have russell things with chris plant thanks for listening y'all later peace